Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we get started, are you thinking of creating a podcast or are you a podcast host already? As a podcast strategist, I can help you to launch or relaunch a purposeful and profitable podcast, which will inspire, entertain and educate a global audience. Simply book in a one-to-one call with me right now via the Calendly link in the show notes and together we'll focus on the purpose of your podcast. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Mark Harris. Welcome, Mark. Thank you very much for having me. Well, we have already done a recording together and I was in the guest seat and now I've got you in the hot spot. So here goes. I do sometimes like having the tables turned on me and I think I'm going to like it this time. Well, it's a good focus. The focus on why is an easy one. An easy one, maybe not easy. A lot of people find their purpose in different ways or or they create their purpose, I should say. So what is it that you're focusing on at the moment, Mark? I am focusing on doing things that I like doing. And I'm just going to slightly rephrase that. I'm trying to focus on things that I like doing. Life is such that you can never do that all the time and if you can then you're really really lucky and or you're really really clever so a number of years ago I ran an office stationery company 12 years built it up to 10 people million and a half turnover sold it as a going concern worked for a reasonably unpleasant year for the people who sold it and sorry who for the people who bought it from me and then thought to myself what shall I do And I did a few bits and pieces, but again, there was another false start which involved working for other people. And I thought, you know, I really don't like working for other people as what is known as a proper job. So I want to do the things that I want to do. And I formed Enterprise Doctor, which is a mentoring and coaching business. It is just me. I set it up in a way that it is completely unsaleable. Okay, with my first business, I made myself very dispensable in the knowledge that one day I would not pass it on to my children, who funnily enough, don't want to sell office stationery for a living. Uh, I set up in a way that I could sell it. And with this, I don't have any expectation of selling it. It's me, uh, one-to-one relationships with clients, no major contracts. So in terms of what is saleable, the name is quite nice. Lots of people tell me that Enterprise Doctor is a good name. The only downside of it is that if you Google it, Mr. McCoy comes up, who was the doctor on the Starship Enterprise. But hey, what can you do? Uh, So I did that, but I quickly found out that I don't like doing anything all the time. I like variety. And I've kept an eye open over the... 
13 years, I think, that I've been doing Enterprise Doctor. Uh, no, we're not, uh, yeah, something like that, whatever. It's, it's well, well over a decade. Uh, and lots of things waft past me. And I allow lots of things to waft past me. And a great piece of advice I can give people is allow things to waft past you. Don't grab hold of everything. But when there's something that wafts past me, sometimes I reach out and grab and I say to somebody, tell me a bit more about that. So an example would be when I was at a networking event in my suit and tie one November and a guy said, he's a, a landscape gardener, and I said, must be pretty hard this time of year. He said, I have other sources of revenue. And I said, like, what? And he said, I drive a snowplow at Heathrow Airport. And I said, I want to drive a snowplow at Heathrow Airport. And guess what? I drive a snowplow at Heathrow Airport. And I can't believe I missed the snow last week. I was lying, literally lying on a beach in Sharm El Sheikh while it was snowing in, in Heathrow. But hey, such is the way. So, but I, I know the word why crops up in in your podcast a lot. Why do I want to drive a snowplow at Heathrow Airport? Well, the smile on your face when I said it, that that tells people, uh, except, of course, this is an audio podcast, so they can't see that. I, I, I love airports. I look out of the big, big windows at everything going at airside, and I want to be down there. The best bit of the journey is the journey from the terminal to the plane, because there I am with all that stuff going on. And now... I drive around there. I've been a team leader and a, and a terminal liaison, which who, who runs a bunch of team leaders. But now I've actually gone to driving a little snowplow, and it's such fun, and I really wanted it. So the why is because I want to earn money. It's paid work, not very frequently, but it's paid work. And it's fun, and I want to have fun, and it's interesting, and I want to do interesting things, and I want to be interesting. And that's sort of the why of, and, and I love planes and I love airports and hey, it ticks lots of boxes. I spent so much time sitting at the end of the runway watching the planes go up and down. It's unreal. And I won't go into as much detail with other things, but somebody talked to me about their job as a tour manager with great rail journeys, taking groups of people around Europe on train tours, not as a tour guide, but as a tour manager. The company makes a plan and the tour manager's job is to deliver the plan and to sort out the things that undeniably will go wrong and I said I won't do that why because it's fun because it's interesting because it's different the pay is absolutely appalling but you get to go on the trip and uh, it's just how cool is that I do some work with Thames Valley Police helping them work on ethical and matters and, and matters of integrity and looking at how they deal with complaints. Right now, the subject of violence against women and girls is very much a topic that we're looking at. How different is that to driving a snowplow or being a tour manager? Very, very different. But the why is with that one, because I actually do feel I'm making a difference. I think that as a panel of people, we're doing some some good work. But also, it's interesting, it's different, and sometimes it's fun as well. And I like to tick all of those boxes and make all of those things happen. So I don't know if you wanted the long answer, but hey. Well, I can see why that 
having your own business and not being in employment full time, it would just absolutely crush you because you you're seeking all these different sources of excitement, engagement, and it is that variety. It is. And, and even your role as a mentor, as enterprise doctor, because you've got all these different small businesses that you're helping, again, you're being fed the variety. Absolutely. And that's one of the things I love most with with that work. I will usually have a bit of a conversation with somebody. We will get to the point where actually having a longer conversation seems to be a good idea. I offer a, a first session free, and the main why behind that is I'm selling something very intangible, which is help. You know, if you're selling office stationery, yeah, okay, so a bottle of Tipex is a bottle of Tipex. We all get that. But I'm selling help. So, okay, Mark, I get that I give you some money. Tell me again what I get. And the answer is I don't know what you get because right now I don't know what help you need. I don't know really anything. So what I, I do a first session free and I do my job. They get a written report on what happened and what I suggested. And and nearly always people think it is helpful and, and quite frequently they then, now that they know what they're getting, okay, I give you some money, I get some more of stuff like that. They get it. It's like a free sample of, of a, a lovely piece of chocolate outside a shop in Marlow or wherever it may be. So when I go into a first session free, I know something about the business and something about the person, but usually remarkably little. And I really, really enjoy the process of uncovering how did that person come to be in the place that they're at? And if you'll forgive me, what is their why? Why are they doing the thing they're doing? Or why do they want to start the business that they want to start? And where are they stuck? And as I start to uncover those things, I start to say things like, well, have you thought of this? And actually, you need some help with that. And boy, am I not expert on that. But I know a woman who is, so maybe you should talk to her. And, you know, it starts to unfold. And that the, the variety of trades and services and businesses that I am dealing with not right now, never mind the ones I've dealt with over the years, is just so broad. I love it. And it is that variety that gets you excited to wake up and think, who am I working with today? What is it I'm going to be doing? Because no day is the same. Correct. And what I should add in there as well, of course, is my podcast, which you were kind enough to mention earlier and which you were kind enough to be a guest on as well, which was lovely. Thank you for that. And I do a, a business show on Marlow FM, local community radio station, which has perhaps three or four listeners, who knows? And I put that out as a podcast as well. And of course, I'm saying, of course, for me, uh, a big thing is something called Laptop Monday, which is a co-working group that I run, which is plodding along reasonably nicely. I'm fairly happy with that. So as you say, every day is different and every day brings its challenges. And I have remarkably little spare time. And then I 
took on a three-day-a-week interim role with somebody who I've done some work for before, and I'll tell you, it's because it's on my LinkedIn profile, people can see it, it's with Thames Valley Chamber of Commerce. I've done three or four interim gigs for them before. They're recruiting. They found that a challenge. They wanted somebody to plug the gap while they recruit. So uh, I have a suspicion that will come to an end fairly soon. But I put that on top of everything else that I do, and I was really busy before, and now I've got three days a week on top of that. Why? Because I like working with them. I like the kind of work. It's very different to all the kinds of work that I I normally do. And money, one of the perhaps a mistake that I make, money is not a key motivator of mine, but I have bills to pay. So getting a, yeah, clearly the hourly rate is less than I charge when I'm doing some mentoring and coaching. But when it's 20, 24 hours a week, it, it adds up quite nicely, so that's quite good. And when that contract comes to an end, I will miss the money and I will take a deep breath and relax for a bit before I say, so how am I now going to fill those three days? So, Mark, it, it seems to me you've got clear boundaries and you are excited with the work that you do. Do you have more hours than the average person in your day? <laughs> No. I had the distinct pleasure of meeting King Charles recently. And I met him when he was Prince Charles at a garden party at Buckingham Palace because for many, many years I was a volunteer with the Prince's Trust and that came to a natural end a couple of years ago. But I had the pleasure of actually, actually having a conversation with him then and I currently volunteer with another charity and he toured their headquarters and I was one of the few volunteers invited in to say hello, which was lovely. And I thought... Um, this probably the last time I'm ever going to meet him. So I have to say something which is quite interesting. And, and as he came round, he held his hand out, which is a signal that you may shake his hand. You don't put yours out because then he's obliged. And he said something like, nice to meet you. And I said, lovely to see you again, Your Majesty. Or Your Highness, whatever it was. I forget the protocol now. Lovely to see you again. And he said, oh, forgive me, have we met before? And I said, oh, yes, daddy, daddy, our prince's trust. He said, how do you find the time to do all of that and volunteer for this charity as well? And I said, well, it's really about having a plan, being organized, compartmentalizing which is a word I used with one of my clients the other day who needs to do a lot more of that. And really having a plan, sticking to it. But when the plan has to change, it's having the flexibility to change it. And I said, if you'll forgive me, sir, with your life, I bet you know all about all of that. And I'm delighted to say that he laughed. Cause, and and that was the moment when he was laughing at what I said. That was the moment a photographer took a, a picture. So I've, I've got that one, that's for sure. So that's a really pompous way of answering your question. I'm really sorry to name drop to that extent. But it's about, yeah, people say to me, how do you do it, Mark? And I have a wife and I have grown-up kids and I have friends and I have a mother and a mother-in-law and we have all sorts of stuff going on with all of those people and you never know one day soon I might become a grandparent 
<laughs> and, uh, you know, life is very, very full. And the only way to deal with that effectively and make it work is have a plan. And you know what? the plan will go wrong. With the tours that I do for Great Rail Journeys, we start with a, a meeting where I talk to everybody um, um, and sort of flesh out what's going to happen over the week or whatever. And one of the things I say is, the plan will go wrong. The only problem is I don't know right now which bit of the plan will go wrong. And it's so true. I mean, firstly, I just want to say how exciting is it for you to have that photo of you making King Charles laugh? Because I can see caption competitions till the cows come <laughs> home with, with what did I actually say? That'd be brilliant. Um, but just talking about the, the plan, I mean, I say my catchphrase or tagline for this show is have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. And we're talking about the plan. We're talking about sticking to it, the focus element of it. But then, as you say, obstacles will come. It's absolutely inevitable. And you said right at the beginning that you're trying to focus on things that you like doing. But life is such that it's not always possible. It's not always the case. And being part of the sandwich generation, we know that we've got people at different stages in life in our lives. And understanding about life is also understanding about the the death element of of living and and it's really it is living life to the full and making sure that you are having that fun time because we don't know what's around the corner it's not guaranteed no and what you don't know and my apologies for throwing you a curveball is my wife has terminal cancer which is as curveballs go that's a biggie. She's been living with it for a couple of years now. She has some time to go on the journey, but we don't know the detail of that yet. And that's a biggie, as curveballs go. And some people might well be listening to this right now and thinking, if his wife has terminal cancer, what's he doing working three days a week for the chamber? What's he doing doing those 37 other things? And that's a really, really easy question to answer, which is that she wants me to. And as of right now, she is still working as well. And... It gives her great pleasure and a sense of satisfaction and a sense of achievement. And maybe you should talk to her about the why sometime. Um, but what, there was a point a while ago when we have actually just had a holiday. As I said, I was in Sham for a week and it was with her, so that was okay. And But there was a time a few months ago when her chemo regime and other things going on meant that we had a sort of a couple of week gap when we could actually do what we wanted and going away was one of the options and I said you know she knows that she holds all the cards right now and I said so you know whatever you want to do what do you want to do and she said I want to work so who am I to argue? And that's pretty much what she did. And there was a project that hadn't been finished for some time that she got finished and she did this and she did that and she loved it and she was happy. And that's the only thing that counts. And the time will come where I 
reduce or pause everything that I do. And as she has put it, she holds that card and she will play that card sometime, but she's not there yet. And when she does, that's when other priorities will dictate how I spend my days. And I hear you, Mark. My husband has just spent a week with a friend who's got terminal cancer as well, and they went skiing. They, they, it was a call to arms. It was like, this is going to be a great trip. Everybody come. And they all went and had a great trip. It, it wasn't as active as it would usually have been because obviously he's not as well as he normally is. Uh, but it is a case of having the fun, creating those moments and, and knowing what really serves you in the time that you're living. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very interesting situation to be in and the why has always been a big thing for me and always been a big thing for her and it's really doing a sort of an out of body looking at myself from afar and for her looking at herself from afar it's a really and being dispassionate because clearly we get emotional sometimes um, but being dispassionate it's really interesting how everything that was important isn't anymore. Some of the things that were important are much, much more important than they even were. And, yeah, you have a, a bit of a rethink. The why becomes very different. She's no longer worried about getting dementia. She's no longer worried about what her pension will pay her. And, you know, and that's just not me being horrible or uncaring. These are things that she's said. And there are different things to think about. There's still things to worry about, clearly. And, uh, and yeah, the whole... The whole why changes when your life expectancy changes. And expectancy is a really good word because for all I know, any one of us could get hit by a bus tomorrow, but I don't expect to. So I think expectancy is a good word. I expect to draw my pension, live to my 80s, whatever. It, it may or may not happen. She doesn't. That really changes the why for her and for me and for our kids and for family and for all sorts of people. This shift in reassessing what's important to you, what's important to your wife, what's important to your family, this shift in thinking, how does it affect your clients? Do you have a different perspective? The client with whom I'm working three days a week was fully aware up front of the situation. I was honest with them. I said, you know, if hospital appointments come up, if things happen, there's only one question about my priorities. They are, and I'll say this, and I'll, and I'll preface it by reminding people I'm talking about Thames Valley Chamber of Commerce because I'm happy to sing their praises. They have been so lovely to me and so supportive, and I don't think they singled me out for special treatment. They're lovely and supportive to most, if not all, of their employees, and uh, I hope that none of them are listening now and thinking, pa. <laughs> um, 
Apart from that, I've really, until today, and I don't know how many of my clients might listen to this, but I've been quite selective on the degree to which I have been open. None of my clients need or want my baggage. They need and want my help. And I think the best way I help them is by not burdening them. And actually, it helps me as well. I talked about compartmentalizing earlier and to put that whole topic in a shoebox in the back of my mind, not forever, for an hour, and just focus on you and your business challenges and how you're going to dig yourself out of that hole with my help or how you're going to turn your million pound a year turnover business into a two million pound a year turnover business. It's not always about digging people out of a hole. For me, it's actually quite helpful to compartmentalize in that way. And I'm not ignoring it and I'm not in denial, but I just park that over there for a while and I deal with this thing instead, whether it's clearing some snow or, or doing my podcast or doing your podcast and Boy, do I then go back to that shoebox of worries and it opens up again and and I deal with whatever's going on right now. Um, and what I was thinking, my, my my own bias when we were having this conversation was such that the shift in what's important for you, and you, you said you compartmentalized it, but I just wondered if there is a bias or when you are mentoring clients of really honing in on what's really important because you've had this shift in thinking. Yes. Or did you want a longer answer? No. It was, <laughs> okay, I'll give you a longer answer anyway. Uh, focusing on the why was always important with any client. Why are you running your own business? Why do you want to stop working and run your own business, depending on you know, what phase they're at? Because I have lots of glib little sayings, most mentors and coaches do, and very few of them are original. And one of my favorite ones is you cannot succeed unless you first define success. How do you know you've got to the winning line if you don't know where the winning line is? And I want to find that out. One of Okay, I hope I don't spoil this for any of my future clients, but one of the questions I always spring on people without warning in a, in a first session free, and here I am warning people, but hey, is just suppose we're sitting here a year from today in the real world, not fantasy land, and you're buying me lunch because of the help that I've given you to get to where we are now. So where are we now? What does your business look like? And, you know, for a, for a pre-star business, you don't rule the world. You haven't got 400 franchises. You know, it's just real world. A year from now, what would make you happy? And that, for me, is massively helpful because if I know that they want to have their own retail unit, they want to have two members of staff, they want to be turning over whatever with profits of what if I know where they're trying to get if you say to me Mark will you help me go on a journey absolutely but if you want to get to Edinburgh it's different help to if you want to get to Brighton and if you want to climb Everest it's yet again different help so I need to know where you want to go 
and knowing why you want to get there is is big i had one client in fact i didn't we did a first session free and didn't see each other again there you go uh and there were two key things that he wanted he wanted basically to build a business empire not in a year but you know in a year as a step towards building a business empire and rah 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 and sell it for millions and he wanted to spend more time with his family and watch his kids grow up and and i said well you know you got to choose, mate, because you can run a business and spend time with your family. But I don't, it's really, really hard. You've got to be really, really lucky and really, really clever and have a really, really good business idea to be able to build a multi-million pound, a business that you sell for multi-million pounds and spend lots of time with your family. That's a good trick if you can do it. Life is full of compromise. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as I've said, sometimes you have a plan and you know where you're going. And really, if we were doing this two years ago and the and the, the C word hadn't cropped up, I'm a happy boy. I've got a happy wife. I've got happy kids. Stuff's going on. I'm doing all these different things. Crack on till I retire and then um, spend a fair bit of time with my feet up in the garden or whatever it is that would make me happy at that point in time. And to be honest, that wouldn't happen because I don't have to retire. People say to me, when are you going to retire? Why, why would I want to retire? I will undoubtedly, as I get older, I'm already old as I get older and more tired and less mental stamina, I will do less things, but I can't imagine never working. Why, why would I want to do that? Most people stop work because they don't want to work. I want to work. I like all the things I do. I like the stuff I do with the police and, and with the chamber and with all of my clients and the radio and the airport and all that other stuff. So why do I have to stop? Well, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> you can try if you like, but you won't succeed. No, exactly. Um, if there is... One thing that I'm taking from this conversation, there are many things, but I'm going to, I'm going to pick on one, pick on one focus. And that is that you talked right at the beginning about those things that all the conversations that may have wafted past you mm -hmm. and, and, and then some of those you've grabbed onto and asked the person who's talking about it to tell you a bit more about that. And it is about recognizing what it is that you love, what it is that is of interest, that having that that curiosity to to pursue conversations, to to delve into them deeper. Because when we when I have a conversation with with a client, sometimes they don't know what they want. And it is a case of you might not know what you want because you don't know what's out there. You know, who knew that there was a, a job driving a snowplow around Heathrow that you could do at only at certain times of the year uh, at, at sort of, you know, you get called up at the last minute. Brilliant. You know, who doesn't want to drive a snowplow? My goodness. And, and it's a case <laughs> of, yeah, absolutely. Who, who doesn't want to, you know, do that extra work with the police and help them to troubleshoot a particular issue. It, but unless you ask questions, you won't get the answers. Yeah. Yeah. And some people 
really like having a nine to five job, going home, watching telly, go to bed and having a lovely weekend with family and friends. If that's what you really like, I am absolutely not criticising that. But don't make me do that, because just because you like that doesn't mean I do. And just because I like the way I have chosen to structure my life doesn't mean you have to, doesn't mean you want to, doesn't mean you can. There are different skill sets involved. So, you know, it really is about, if you'll forgive me being crass, working out the why. You know, what do you want? Why do you want it? Do you actually want that? Or do you think you want it because you've been told for years that you probably should? And, you know, you've got to work it out. Only you really, really know what's going on inside your head. And... One day, I can give you a written guarantee, you're going to die. And as far as I know, we only get one crack at this. So you can die with regrets that you didn't do X, Y, Z, and you kept doing ABC even though you didn't like it. And I've all died with regrets. There are things I haven't done that I would have loved to. There are things I have done that I shouldn't have. But there's a lot And there's a lot of things that we've talked about on on this recording that I will look back on on my deathbed when that time comes and think, yeah, that was good. I enjoyed that. I had fun. Wow. I'm just going to take a moment because it's been been an emotional conversation, Mark. It really has. And and I just want to say thank you for sharing your why and sharing – how you've got to the point you're at now and how if we'd had this conversation when I first launched this show, it would have been a very different one. Mm. And and that's the thing is that we just don't know what's going to come up. We can have a plan, have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Absolutely. However, it's also then how do you evolve with life? Yeah. So thank you. Yep. I am going to say it's been my pleasure. It's been hard. I've not properly had a conversation like this before. So I'm going to thank you for giving me the opportunity. It's been quite cathartic for me. So thank you for that. Oh, pleasure. And I know that there will be a listener out there who is going through an experience similar to to what you're going through. And I'm sure that you know at some point we're all going to go through this because as you say it is a guarantee it is a case of especially in midlife which is where the majority of the listeners are we are in this sandwich generation we've still we've got children who we are raising even if they're adult children and then we've also got you know elderly parents who and and maybe even some grandparents too there that we are facing difficult circumstances difficult moments ahead of us but it is the way of life it is what we are looking to achieve and as you said earlier there are many people who are existing in life and who are living to societal expectations of so many respects and not exploring what is possible and you're sharing today your conversation has shared such a great example of what is possible So thank you. Really my pleasure. Thank you for having me. How would anyone reach out to you, Mark? What's the best way for them to connect with you? 
Well, if you Google Enterprise Doctor, you'll get Mr. McCoy. So, hey, um, but you might well find me. Website is enterprisedoctor.co.uk. I am reasonably prolific on LinkedIn, so you will probably find me there. If you put Mark Harris Enterprise Doctor, you'll find me there. And... I'm guessing you'll put some nice links in the podcast notes, so that'll be good. And if all else fails, you know how to contact me. So if your listeners contact you and say, who was that bloke? Then, you know, and I'm really happy to hear from people who think that the help that I offer as a mentor and a coach would be useful. If they want to know how do they get to drive a snowplow at Heathrow Airport, I could do that. And if they want to talk about something much more personal along the lines that I have then I can do that. And I'm not a counsellor and I'm not trained and I'm not a psychologist and I'm not on anything, but I am someone on the journey. So if somebody feels that would help them, busy though I may be, can't think of anything much more important than finding the time to do that. Well, thank you, Mark. That's really generous. Thank you. Do you have some final words for the listener? If you've never seen it, watch the film Spinal Tap. It's a spoof rockumentary about a heavy metal band called Spinal Tap. And if you think heavy metal is brilliant, you'll love it. And if you think heavy metal is pathetic and childish, then you'll really, really love it. And the reason I mention it is at the very end of the film, the drummer, I believe it, the drummer is asked, what's your motto for life? And he says, have a good time all the time. And that's unrealistic expectation, as I alluded to earlier. But actually, you know, if you aim for the stars, you might touch the moon, as a friend of mine would say. And if you try and have a good time all the time, then you will have a good time a lot of the time. And how you define the words, a good time, is absolutely up to you. That might be working. It might be driving a snowplow. It might be delivering a podcast. But whatever it is, have a good time for as much of the time as you can. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.